to Hot Take It to the House. I am Zach Watson alongside my my co-host Brandon Eldridge and Christian Merrill. How are you guys doing? Pretty good. good. Oh, in sync. sync. <laughs> in sync. We've got JT Chazé and Justin Timberlake in studio sitting right near me. Lil Brandon Yachty could not make it in. Lil Yachty could not make it in. Sorry. But we have replaced him with a really good guest. Friend of the pod, Veronica Eldridge. Veronica, how you doing? Good. Thank you guys so much for having me. It is an honor. Yes, yes. For those of you who don't know, Veronica is is uh, Brandon's wife, so she's a very lucky woman. So yes, I am. <laughs> so let, let's just dive right into it. I would like to start by giving off the Orlando Magic's record, eight and eight. So there's that. <laughs> And that, you know, that's all that I've got. The Pistons have kind of came back to earth. They're, they're still second behind the the red-hot Celtics right now, but they they came back to earth a little bit. They're at 10, sitting in second and 10 of 5. But I think that the Raptors, I think, are right there next to them. And then you've got the Wizards at 9 and 6. So so that's our update on the Orlando Magic and their, <laughs> and their fall from grace. It's unfortunate. <laughs> it is very unfortunate. <laughs> So I want to I want to uh, first like you know with all of our our hosts I, I want to get or I want to get her thoughts Veronica, what are your qualifications for being on the pod? Well, I've got a couple. I have to say that my basketball history starts back in fourth grade where we lost every game in the season but we won the championship. We got our picture in the paper. We were pretty great. Um, and according to my mother, what paper? What, I don't know. What paper? <laughs> I don't know. But my grandparents hung it on the fridge. That was a pretty big deal. Not even framed. <laughs> no. Oh my god. Oh no, it was terrible. But um, and according to my mother, I had a killer hook. What was it? Hook shot? Or oh. Corner. Oh. Corner. Corner. Corner shot. That's what oh, it was. Corner shot. Corner the, shot. I the the hook shot was way better. You should have said the hook yeah, shot. In fourth grade, I was totally doing hook shots. In the fourth, in the fourth grade, <laughs> Veronica was doing the sky hook over yeah. her opponents. Oh, yeah. She had the goggles. Everything. Yeah. She had the goggles to Kareem. No, in reality, I was terrible. But according to my mother, I was great. And Brandon's dad still makes fun of me because my mom had to brag about it in front of him. One time. One time. Um, let's see. My other qualifications are I am married to an expert. So I get all the, yep. the insiders. And then the last qualification that I have is I am carrying a future all-star. What? <laughs> what? Yes, sir. You chose to bro- you break this news to me at the pod? Of course. <laughs> Courtesy of Brandon. Brandon wanted me to tell you. I thought you enjoyed that. Oh, my God. Whoa. So, yes. Uh, wow. Okay. <laughs> Congratulations, and I don't. Thank you. I don't know what to think or feel. I am very happy. Yay. Do we? Can we pause? The only thing I know for certain: Seth and Kristen are not getting divorced. No. 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 Don't say that on the pod. They Did I are tell not. You that part? Don't ruin. Don't ruin the. Don't ruin that news with that statement. Congratulations! So. No, congratulations though. That's Thank wonderful. You. That's that's hot. Take it to the house news. Uh, my hot take on your future child is that. Wait, do you know the gender yet? Not yet. Uh, he or she will drop about thirty-five a game. In, oh yeah. In whatever 
in whatever sport. Curling? I'm very, <laughs> very, very curling. confident in that. So. <laughs> Can you drop 35 in curling? <laughs> We'll have to do some research on that. Welcome to our new curling podcast. Hot, <laughs> Hot take it to the broom. Uh, oh my god! So that's that's awesome news, and I'm so happy that you um, that that you mentioned that on the pod. And I am I am emotionally a wreck on the inside <laughs> because I am supposed to keep this pod moving along. And I can't handle it right now. <laughs> I, I, all right, let's 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 move from that subject, which I really would love to talk about more, to the Minnesota Timberwolves. I know, <laughs> I know. Whoa, but the baby's namesake, Jimmy Butler. <laughs> ah, yes. It's in the running. Jimmy Butler Eldridge, boy yes. or girl? Yep. Works for boy or girl. It sure does. So, what are you? What are your guys' take on? the wolves because it kind of feels like that this we I, I think most people who projected really highly on the thunder projected the number three slot as theirs yeah. and I think that the thunder have had so many like so much kind of trouble acclimating and, and we'll talk about them here in a little bit but they've had so much trouble acclimating that the wolves kind of just like they're like man this yeah is, this is mines now <laughs> like this is this third spot is mines and I, I don't know when's it gonna fall apart or will it hot take will it fall apart I, I don't I don't know because if if to me if the thunder if the thunder continue on the way that they are I don't I don't know if the wolves give up that spot because no. realistically well, realistically who who moves into that spot I know that the west is obviously the better conference you could argue that San Antonio like kind of you know, gets Kawhi back and they put it together because they're they're never they're, the Spurs are going to be within striking distance of that top three yeah. probably all year round. But I I just don't know what's going on in Minnesota. What do you guys think? I think as far as the Thunder goes, which I know we're going to bring that up later, but like the Thunder missed out not getting Carmelo. Letting <laughs> 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 Carmelo go to Houston, big mistake. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, call back to our wonderful guest Brian, not not knowing what team Carmelo played for, yeah. and all of us very like looking at each other while he said that. Are you serious? <laughs> Son, do you need help? <laughs> as as far as the uh, um, Timberwolves, I've actually been waiting for this for like two years now, because I, I think uh, Thibs as a coach, I think he's one of the best coaches that's not Pop or uh, Brad Stevens. Obviously, what? So go, oh, go on, no, 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 stay, stay your take. Stay, so, stay your take. So obviously, he usually only has like a what six year window of where until all the players are pissed off at him. <laughs> but in that time, he usually achieves something pretty pretty special. I feel Whoa. like for what he has, I think um, this is a very young team that has also a lot of talent on it. So I, I was expecting this last year. Right. So I mean. I think they're going to keep getting better, but I don't think they're going to finish this season with the three seed. Yeah. I think the Spurs will yeah. be too close. I don't think the Thunder are going to take it, but... I, everybody... Like, the, the expectation is, like, incredibly low for the Timberwolves because I think everyone just says, like, the, because of this franchise's history, just winning a playoff series is, yeah. is your expectations. So they come in with with very, very low um, expectations on that. But 
I, I, I honestly, I don't know. I can't believe that you're a, uh, that you're oh, <laughs> a Thibodeau stand. Yeah. I, I think he's a fantastic <laughs> coach. I think that he really beats down on his guys a lot. Kind of like your six-year like yeah. six window comment blew my mind because <laughs> I, it's, it's probably really true. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I, my thing, I, I like Thibodeau as a coach. But and it's, this is the same with, this is the same with my my thing with Doc because he's in the situation of being coach and GM. Yeah. And I really just think that you need a GM like the 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 issue with having a coach be both the coach and GM to me is that their their philosophy out like outranks where they should be going. So, you know, yeah. James has this kind of archaic system going on where he's got Taj Gibson and and uh, Towns out on the floor, and everybody is going smaller, but he sits there and just defies, you know, all, yeah. all realistic expectations. But it could be, I mean, there could be something to that, though, with everyone going smaller. Yeah. I guess I I'm I'm still trying to figure it out. I, I need <laughs> yeah. to do more. Admittedly, I need to do more research on the wolves a little bit. But I I just thought that they would settle into a four or five all year, and kind of just just be there, right? But yeah. They have exceeded expectations to their credit. Yeah, I, I think credit. end of the year they will be four or five. But I think I think they're definitely in the playoffs, which is huge for them. Yeah. yeah. Definitely a, yeah. a Wolves Thunder four and five is my dream for yeah, this that playoffs. Awesome. That's that's gonna be fantastic. The West is gonna be great, but then the East is also fun to watch because it's just a virtual it, it's it's a toss up. <laughs> yeah. And that's that's the amazing thing. Is it's it's, it's mean, not crazy to me. Still in it. <laughs> it is not crazy to me that the six beats the three. Like it yeah. could happen. Like yeah. whoever the three is. Unless I honestly I am all in on the the Milwaukee train. And I gotta tell you, I don't know who gets that number one seed, and I don't know where they're gonna end up. And we're gonna talk about them here in a little bit too. But the Sixers, whoever gets that first round matchup against the Sixers, yeah, is gonna, like a nightmare. Yeah, that is just a a bad scenario. Uh, some someone compared that scenario to facing the Thunder when they had Durant, Harden, and Westbrook. It's just like you get all like twenty four and under. Like you don't want that to happen at all. Yeah. So all right, moving on from from the Wolves, I, I have some numbers and it's gonna kinda lead us into the next things that we talk about. And the first number I want to bring up is forty seven. That is the number of points the Warriors scored in the third quarter last night versus the Sixers. So, I'll give my other numbers here, too, because it also deals with this. 22.8, that is the amount of points per game that Joel Embiid is at right now. So, there are two, there are two levels to this discussion we're going to talk about. Uh, we were all hanging out together last night for my birthday, so I don't know if you guys got to see that game. Mm-hmm. I think it was going on like when we left uh, to, to go hang out, but I watched the replay today, and ju- just, the, just the highlights so I there are a couple of takeaways. One, the first quarter, the first and second quarter were wild. The whole like the Philadelphia arena was lit. People were just were going crazy. Joel Embiid and 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 crew were all like you know 
telling the crowd, like, get some noise, get some noise. And it was the Warriors were just being warriored. And it was because if you watch the highlights, the Warriors just, they weren't taking a break. They had people going at Simmons and Embiid and everybody, you know, they had hand, they had hands everywhere in their faces for shots and dunks and stuff like that. And they were just running wild on them. And, and there were just other times where <laughs> Simmons, Simmons and Bede, whoever, they would do these excellent backdoor cuts, like, through the lane. I mean, just incredible passes. And you just saw the future of basketball. Sorry. I, by the way, I am on the 76 Oh, yeah, train. definitely. I, I have in my personal collection, <laughs> even before they started being, like, uh, potential greatness, I have the the ben, the alternate the third alternate logo, which is Ben Franklin oh, dribbling yeah, basketball, that. because it's that idea is outlandish. <laughs> I love that that is their third logo. That, that they should have a giant Ben Ben Franklin at mascot. <laughs> like really, to be honest, they should have that. That's I that's a free that. idea, Philadelphia. That's yours to have. That's all. That's all you have to do is take it. But I I just got I'll, I'll get off. I'll let you guys give your thoughts here. But the the one thing that I want to say is I, I'm so I'm watching all of this right, and I'm watching all this happen. And we, you know, Draymond had the comments to GQ magazine uh, either at the beginning of the season or right before. It's just like it's funny because none of these guys know what to do. Everybody's freaking out. You've got superstars <laughs> going to teams that don't really make sense slash just you know joining up and create you know, you have NBA offseason craziness. And no one knows how to beat us, and it, you know, that's just it. Yeah. Well, then you have this game last night, and I'm watching these highlights, and I'm just thinking back to that GQ, GQ quote. I'm like, here it is, man. Like, you guys have been like good for three years, three years plus, obviously. They've been good a long time before this, but you've been in greatness mode for three years, and teams have been assembling since then. And I'm watching, and I'm watching Draymond get mad at Embiid, and then you know, jawing at the at the free throw line. I'm like, this is it. Like, this is what's coming for you in a couple of years. And it, it was just amazing. I mean, just the passes that you were seeing, Embiid's post moves, I, and Simmons. You know, for all the talk about lack of jump shot, flying through the lane. You know, yeah. getting contact like floater layups. You know, through a, a good Warriors defense. I mean, multiple times I saw Clay Thompson go up against multiple Sixers coming up hands up, and they just like laid it up despite contact and and his arms up over Clay Thompson, who was a great defender. Yeah. So I'm all in on the Sixers <laughs> train, and the last thought I have is Kevin Durant post game last night <laughs> said 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 the motivation was to was to beat the Sixers because they would have bragged about it. He said it, especially Embiid on social media, <laughs> which I thought was hilarious because they're like, oh, you don't say. You would you would pay attention on social media. Like, hey, you, Katie, what? <laughs> so, um, oh, and just to fill you guys in because, you, uh, you know, watching the highlights, that 47-point quarter happened. The first couple of shots that, that the highlights showed – the Warriors were balling out the third quarter. They yeah. played so everyone's talking about Warriors on kind of like co-pilot, co-pilot mode and stuff like that because it's like oh, like let's just get to the let's just get to the end of the season. We're still going to be good. Like we're still, like half trying, yeah. still better than the rest of you. And they they came out like it was a playoff series and that in my opinion. Yeah. And plus Philadelphia just had some defensive lapses beyond that, like really really bad ones too. To like to where like Draymond Green was getting to the basket pretty easily and. And Brett Brown called a timeout and was screaming at them <laughs> in the huddle. So, 
Uh, yeah, a lot to take away. But what are you guys? What are you guys' takes on on Philadelphia and just like the, this is the league as you know trying to catch up. This is Giannis. These are all these guys that are yeah. athletic, six eight athletes. You know. Yeah, I mean th- this is. Uh, I still think the Sixers are obviously a couple years away. I think they're obviously going to be in the playoffs because they're in the East. But I think we're gonna we're just seeing the start of Ben Simmons. But I think with his you know all that he brings to the table, he's going to be that second tier to Giannis. I think he's one that, again, can play one through, really one through five if he needs to, mm-hmm. and uh, is athletic enough. I mean, it, it's amazing to watch him. As good as Embiid is, I think Ben Simmons is going to be <clears throat> your your star when it's all said and done. Really? I really do. Another hot take. Because <laughs> I kind of think that, too. He's yeah. coming out hot. Oh, hot takes everywhere. <laughs> like, I think Embiid's really good. Don't get me wrong. So, and he's well, going to be... You always have to worry, though. Yeah. Though, yeah well, you've got to really. worry. But if you... The wide consensus is held that Embiid is the guy you build that franchise around. And it's it's amazing that you guys... Yeah. Think. I'm like, it's not, it's, yeah, it's it's not, like, that far out there that you would say build it yeah. around Simmons. But, like... So, I think if this was early 2000s, late 90s, definitely build it around Embiid. Yeah, but the th- what you were just saying with the way the league's going, you want more of your guys to be like Giannis, like Ben Simmons, that you want them fast and be able to play all positions. Embiid obviously can space the floor, mm-hmm. but he's not going to be able to. You know, he's he's that that. He's still of, got the big man mold. Is yeah. that what you're saying? Yeah, like, a little he's bit. He's still a big guy. Like he's not. Yeah. He's not going to be swift. He can take over the game if he has someone to get him the ball. Yeah, where Ben Simmons can take over the game, just with Ben Simmons. Yeah. I, I do have I do have one counter and I'll have to get the numbers at some yeah. point and we can continue this discussion but I I think it is my understanding like Ben Simmons kind of keeps the ship afloat while Embiid is off the floor but my only argument against what you're saying is that we would have to take a look at some of these quarters when it's just Ben Simmons on the floor because again I think he hold he holds a team above water yeah but it's a that's my caution with the 76ers is what do you do when Embiid is off the floor. Yeah. And did you guys, uh, quickly, did you guys see the Lakers Sixers from earlier this week? This is no. way earlier. Mm-hmm. I didn't see that. It. Was, so that was the culmination of all of this that we, we talk about Embiid um, and a little bit Simmons was, you know, Embiid with all of his injury history, he was incredible against the Lakers and everybody on social media. It was, it was so great to see because, like, he, I think he had like forty six points or something. Oh like yeah, that. yeah. I could be completely wrong. I don't have the number in front of me, but uh, forty six points, and I, it was just incredible. And every, it was almost like a celebration because it's like everybody like across the internet was celebrating this guy's performance because you've just been waiting and you felt so terrible all the times he's yeah. got injured and people all the questions that have been tossed his way like about like are you really like ready for the NBA are you like are you yeah. gonna be a great what if and he just went off against uh, against Julius Randle now in a body bag somewhere in Los Angeles <laughs> cause he and you know Julius Randle was trying just, just trying but like he watched uh <laughs> Embiid said he watched to get motivated for that game he watched uh, uh, Hakeem Olajuwon tapes so it was yeah. like dream shaking and everything <laughs> I was like oh my god so it it was just incredible That that's my take on it Veronica what do you got? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have to say that I'm learning a lot so I appreciate you letting me sit in but I don't think I can confidently comment <laughs> good enough for me all right. Sorry, I mean, sorry to toss you. We can all agree, Embiid looks like a goober, right? 
Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh oh yeah. absolutely. But no, I, I was like, what I think is you got to remember that what we were saying with Simmons is kind of just keeps it afloat. This is his rookie season. Yeah. Then, yeah. You're right. And you know right. he's definitely yeah. And I mean he's he's amazing right now. I feel like and. Well, I feel like he's. Like, if you're doing the comparison to Giannis, he's coming out hotter than Giannis ever did. Yeah, but I, but I mean... he's going to grow to be better than Giannis. Giannis has had no, really no help on his no. team. So it's just letting no. him just grow by himself. You already have someone like Embiid with Ben Simmons that can definitely keep the pressure off of him. I think this is going to turn into, if they stay together, I think this is going to be, and I'm not, I'm not comparing him to this yet, but like that Shaq and Kobe kind of one and two. Oh. God, that just just thinking about it makes me really happy. Like, I, I think Embiid, you're gonna, you know, he can go out there and you can expect, you know, eight to ten a quarter, easily from him, and I think you can expect him to kind of take over the first half and then let uh, Simmons come in there when he's ready and he can kind of take over the second half of the games. Yes, into that same dynamic. And I, I just have to say, uh, above all of this conversation with this next generation of guys, I'm so excited because. You know, the, the product, I think the product is, we're in a golden age right now, there's no denying it, but like, while you're in the golden age, you're like, oh, when are things going to go dark? And, yeah. you know, you've got a, another, like, period where, you know, I always compare it after, like, Jordan, before, like, Jordan left the game and before LeBron, like, really rose to, like, yeah. peak LeBron, which, you know, he was great as a rookie and stuff like that, but... You know, where your highlights were Vince Carter and Tracy McGrady and stuff like that. Yeah. And, like, the Pistons could win with, with whoever. Yeah, 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 the Pistons. Ben Wallace. Ben Wallace, whoever. <laughs> not, again, not that that was a terrible period of basketball. No. But, it, uh, like, there was something missing. And then this this generation of This one players. here is, like, you don't know who's going to be. Because, like, right now, it's, I feel like most people are going to say Giannis. But that's because he's the only one that is doing that right now. I think you have a lot of guys. I think... You know, I haven't seen enough, but I think Brandon Ingram has the potential of being, you know, a star on the Lakers. He just, he doesn't have anyone around him right now. He's so inconsistent. Yeah, he needs to be a little bit more consistent, but he has the talent. He has the, you know, he's the, the same size, same athletic build as all of them. I, I don't know. I keep hoping for Aaron Gordon, too. Yeah, I think just, there's a lot of guys that are like... Oh, gosh. Zach Levine, he's, he could be really good yeah. if they built around him better, but the Bulls are just... They're just nothing right They're now. They're not gonna do. Yeah, they don't know how to. Put some stars. respect on Laurie Markkinen's name, sir. <laughs> <laughs> my man, my man, Laurie. Anyway, yeah. So that, that that's how I feel about. Let's let's jump to the next number, which is two. That is the that is the number which of the, uh, the mellow shot which he took late in that the Spurs game earlier this week. He had his foot on the line really, really close. Like, it was just, like, the like the edge of his foot, especially when you went to the camera view, like, from the above the hoop uh, view. You zoomed in on that. Like, you could tell how close it was for Melo. So they were down by three. Melo takes, and I, I'm watching it happen, and Melo takes that shot, and I said, oh, my God, his foot was so close to the line. If not, like, past it, and it was past it. So the Thunder were down. We're down one at that point after he let that go, mm-hmm. and then they went down again by by three. Then they, Billy Donovan either drew or didn't draw something up, and it just didn't work out. The Thunder, I I, I don't know how to 
feel about them. I think that they're going to get back. I, I think we talked about this a little bit last week. I think they're going to get on track at some point, but it's weird. It, yeah. It's a weird situation there. And Paul George, I think they had that team meeting sometime recently where Paul George just needed to get more touches. because, And that's the thing. That, that's when, when you talk about having Melo on the team – when we, yeah. we said it, it's just Mello should not be your second option on this team. Not at all. That's, no. that's why I was like, <laughs> I'm very conflicted with with this team because I've always liked the Thunder, but I've always hated any team that Mello's on. Just because I hate, <laughs> I, hate, I hate watching his game. It's not that I don't, you know, I hate the, like, the you know, actual guy. It's just I hate his game completely. How do you feel about Hoodie Mello's game? And how do you feel about the mixtapes? Answer honestly. <laughs> Like I said, anything to do with Mello, I hate. Hot <laughs> hot take, Hoodie Mello will run for Senate in 20 years. You heard it here. Hoodie Mello for Senate. He'll pass whatever we need to, we need to do to get this country. He'll the pass. first time ever, he'll, he'll pass. pass. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, man. Shout to Hoodie Mello. <laughs> the, last number, the last number I got before we get to our, our main discussion here is is 79 79 points for the Milwaukee Bucks who just absolutely got thrashed by a legendary Dallas Mavericks team <laughs> and that this is yet another critique and we're gonna bring it this this is our third pod we're gonna bring up this is just another critique on coaching yeah. it really is and I I want I want so much for this Bucks team. I want them to be. I want them to come oh, out yeah. of the East. Really, to be yeah. honest, like I, 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 want, I want them to come out of the East. I don't know if it's gonna happen, and I, just, I think they're one, one player and one better coach away from, <laughs> from <laughs> honestly being. I feel like this. We're looking at like the Warriors when they had Mark Jackson as the coach. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 No. I had to, yeah. I had to, like kind of reflect on that for a second what yeah. that was like but yeah 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 so they, once we they finally moved back which I don't know if they actually will because they gave him so much power like right from the start that I don't know if we're going to get a Jason Kidd leaving the Bucks but I think that is yeah. what they need I just I don't think I think he is one like, I think any any player that leaves needs to be an assistant somewhere I don't think they need to go straight into a head coaching situation yeah, because Kidd, I don't think, ever was an assistant. I no, think he, he went, went straight to Brooklyn. Brooklyn. Yeah, which I wasn't. I'm, I criticized that hire when when <laughs> yeah. that happened, too, because I'm like, I don't know about this one. Yeah, and then they, they did very mediocre, and the Bucks were like, oh, let's take him. Let's give him more more power. Yeah, so. well, and then you had, like, I think, you know, at one point, P.J. Carlissimo took over that team, and he was doing a great job, and it was like, give the man the job. Yeah. Like, I like P.J. I think he's fantastic. Yeah. Like, just like, give the man the job. But, yeah, I, so we, of course, have real concerns, but that is documented on this podcast, oh, yeah. and <laughs> every episode so well, far. Every episode so far, <laughs> we are terrified. We just, we want the best for Giannis, and, and to see his career blossom, and, uh, yeah, like a like a Phil Jackson and MJ thing. We would enjoy like if, yeah. if someone could unlock that and for the love of God play him less than you know forty <laughs> yeah. minutes a game because that's like that's the other thing too is I'm very concerned about uh, spring Giannis. Yeah, it's essentially what we're gonna see in the the late. Yeah, no, I, I do think spring. I do think Bledsoe does give him a little bit of relief. Yes, yes, mm-hmm. that is true. I agree. I agree, but I don't know if it's honestly enough. I mean, Bledsoe's good, but is he good enough to let Giannis sit out 
for an extended period of time and him keep the team going? That's kind of the question. Stuff. Yeah. Well, we're just we're gonna continue to learn. I mean, yeah. that's that's the only thing you can do. But well, it's I think uh, I think it's time to move on to one of our favorite portions of the pod. <laughs> Here with us, live from live from Columbus, Ohio slash LA, where he moonlights, <laughs> watching watching the uh, the life of Warrior Swaggy P. Uh, let's go. Let's go to the swaggy side with Christian Merrill. <laughs> Alright, the swaggy side has consistently stayed swaggy. Not a whole lot I want to bring up this week. No good no good shade thrown on him by fellow teammates. Oh, yeah. I mean, as we've discussed, he is the most hated player. Um, so this one isn't too good. If you take a good stroll through the swaggy side, uh, a, most, most every Instagram photo is just him wearing a lot of layers of clothes. Which, you know, he's he's in the Bay Area. It gets chilly. I don't know. Yeah. He's no longer on the Lakers. <laughs> but, uh, so there's a photo of him, and it looks like he's itching his nose. He's got on this goofy camouflage bag. Looks like two hoodies. And he's just, like, walking in what I assume to be his house. Or, you know, it could be a Airbnb. It could be a woman's house. <laughs> Unconfirmed. <laughs> I really hope he sets up that picture. <laughs> so, the photo itself is not that intriguing. It's his comment on it that uh, intrigues me. Because it's just him in a doorway, and his comment says, The Prophet. Now, the thing that intrigues me is it's not profit as in, you know, P-R-O-P-H-E-T, yes. like, from God. It's profit as in making money. <laughs> oh. <laughs> F-I-T. So, making money. Profit. So, is he just in this doorway itching his nose thinking about the money he's making? Or is he confused thinking, I am sent from God? <laughs> I would not be I surprised. Not know. I would not be surprised I, if he thinks both of those things. Yeah. He, what if he thinks they both mean they both felt the same way? I really hope that's the case. God. I I assume he he meant to do the PHET. Yeah. Personally. The, the swaggy side is the only segment on this podcast that constantly like I I don't they're very rarely on this podcast. Do I lower my head and put my my <laughs> hand on my forehead to kind of prop it up? This is the only segment that I do that. It's weekly. A week, and I like I I try not to do it. And then as soon as like you mentioned this, like everything going on, I immediately like, oh here we go. I love I do love Swaggy P though. He's yeah. he's amazing. All right, I mean, think. What do you guys think? Typo. Oh, I think it was I think, all intentional. I think that's it. <laughs> what he wrote was definitely intentional, but. Is it a case of he doesn't know? I hope that's what it is, but I don't. I really don't know. <sighs> you you have to. You could teach like a, a six week course at UC Berkeley about what's going on in Spike P's mind. <laughs> maybe not. Like I maybe feel like people would still leave very confused. Yeah, six month course. So like you get like students and like pouring over the data. Like I don't. What is he? Why does he think this way? <laughs> 
Oh my god! <laughs> I'll buy the really quick before we move on the high, the highlights of that Sixers Warriors game last night. Swaggy hit a hit a three from the corner, and he like flashed his big old smile after he hit this corner. This is in the third quarter where they yeah. scored the forty seven points, and it was the the recap has the Sixers announcers on it, and they're just like. <laughs> <laughs> like Nick Young now decides to be in the game. <laughs> like, <yes. laughs> Something similar to that, yeah. but it was essentially like Nick Young has showed up. <laughs> it was like uh, he's always there. Yeah. <laughs> I love the the biased from hometown uh, commentator is always my favorite. Yeah, well, except for like the bias is there, but I remember my comment about Greg Monroe. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, the the Bucks announcer is roasting Greg Monroe. And I'm like, whoa! I I never heard anybody like throw shade at their own uh, their own guy. Like Homer's aren't supposed to do that. No. All right. Well, let's let's move on to our final main event here. You know, we like to refer to this podcast as. Uh, as a, a sharing circle, a safe place, and even though we're not, uh, we're not state certified or certified even personally or emotionally to psychoanalyze anything, we want to talk to. Well, we are certified to say, big baller brands. Big baller, <laughs> yes. Brought to you by. Brought to you by big baller brands. <laughs> yes. Thank you. That's almost for China. Big news. Yes. <laughs> This <laughs> same. Oh my god. <laughs> uh, we, we went off the rails already. So I, I, it's great that we have Veronica as a guest because Veronica, we we are going to be therapists for this, a little this bit. This is going to be some hot right. takes by Veronica. Yeah, <laughs> Veronica, there is a reason that you're here and we need to talk. Okay, okay. we're I'm ready. treat us like your parents. And Wait, we've actually, seen your report cards, <laughs> and we we got to talk. We got some talking to do. Well, actually, before we get into the main main event. Can we just get Veronica's thoughts on the Globetrotters real quick? (laughs) Well, I know that my husband did have a little breakdown of this last week, but so as I was trying to Christmas shop for my dear sweet husband last year, I see on Groupon that they've got a great deal for the Globetrotters. And And that's a great idea. That's awesome. We should totally do that. So I buy them impulsively. I give it to him on Christmas. He's really excited, and I'm really excited. So (laughs) we go. And we sit down, and we're waiting for it to start. And here, here comes Globy, just comes on the court, and all these kids start yelling and screaming, and he's like break dancing. And I looked around, and I was like, Oh man, uh oh, <laughs> is this for kids? <laughs> Brandon's like, Uh yeah, you didn't know that, and I was like. Sure didn't. I had no idea. I have some issues with this story that we've now heard for the second time (laughs) in two weeks. I have some issues because you sit there and you you pretend like Brandon wasn't freaking out for Globy breakdancing. (laughs) And if you are freaking out for Globy breakdancing, I don't know what kind of emotionless vacuum. Well, I have to say it was it did make my Snapchat story because I thought it was pretty cool too. But I was like, are we crazy? Creepy for being here without children? Nah, like, nah, Globy's a main event. <laughs> it was great, though. 
I have to say it was a lot of fun, and they're coming back this year. If you guys are interested, I just, uh, so I just picture Brandon like sitting on the floor, opening like a little envelope, and like it glows and lights up his face. <laughs> the golden <laughs> ticket from Charlie and the Chocolate yeah, Factory. Like, it's like the golden tickets of the Globe Travics. <laughs> it's beautiful. <laughs> yes, he was excited, so it made me happy. I felt like I did a good job. I, I, so. I know. It's, I, I wasn't there, but I know Brandon was just like, oh man. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. All right. So, so let's go. Let's go back to our, our psychoanalysis uh, brought to you by Globy and Big Baller Brands. Um, so Veronica, I I, I want to get your statements on the record. You are a fan of of former Cavalier Mo Williams. Yes. A, a huge fan. You're wearing his jersey I right do. now. Stay, I did. Say for the people at home whose jersey you're wearing. I'm wearing Mo, Mo Williams from the Cavaliers. Mm-hmm. First All time right. round. <laughs> and uh, I heard I, I heard tell that you also are a Matthew Delvadova fan. I sure am. Yes. Okay. Um, I have also heard, I just want some things confirmed here, everyone. I have also heard that you, are there, are, are there points in time when Deli plays that whether he gets knocked down or something happens, do you feel remorse for Deli? Are you, do you feel like he's picked on? Um, well, I do, I, I can admit that I've watched him play and he is a dirty player sometimes. So sometimes if, you know, if he gets a little shoved back, that's all right. He deserves it, probably. Oh, I really want it so bad for you to have, like, concern. Because I'm like, because the rest of all basketball viewing community would disagree. But oh, okay, no. okay. No, he's a tough Australian. He can handle it. It's fine. So, is it... Let's talk about the little guy effect, okay? These guys are both, these guys are both you know, short short point guards. Yeah, six foot. Know, with, with their limitations. Each with their limitations. I would say... Very average talent. <laughs> a lot of heart. God, no. <laughs> Don't even. Oh my it. god. Hot cake. Oh my. Oh my Mo. Mo. <laughs> he was my first favorite player, and he will always. What? Okay, wait. Oh. What was the? Yeah, explain. Please explain what made him. And again, no, like, like, hold on, hold on. We gotta before we before we go get into this. Mo Williams. NBA player, respect. Oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> definitely. But, but out of everybody, like, that's like, you know, my favorite player was Raja Bell. <laughs> Again, great role player yeah. and and stuff like that. But I want to know, what, what made you what made you the Mo Williams stan that you are today? Um, well, I have to say that it all started with the 2009-2010 season when I first started getting into basketball. Mm. I would watch a lot of games with Brandon here. And I think, I think it started with his name. I saw his name, and I was like, oh, my God. What? There's a player named Mo that is so cute. I couldn't deal with it. I thought it was hilarious. So then I see Mo, and again, I was like, he is adorable. He's bite-sized. Exactly. He's so cute. He's got such a little baby face. But then he's got all those tattoos. So I was like, he's cool. I like him. (laughs) And so after that... (laughs) After watching him play, he's got a pretty mean three when he's on. Yeah, yeah, no, that's true. I do have to admit, sometimes he's a little off, but Mogadi, it's okay. Mogadi shows sometimes. Mogadi Everybody shows. has their off days, but when he's on, he's on, and he. I like that three. I like that faraway shot. It reminds me of my basketball days. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. 
You <laughs> suck it from NBA range? Oh, yeah, totally. How'd that work out? Terrible. <laughs> well, she made the newspaper. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We sure did. Unconfirmed which one. Could have been. Yeah. Could have been. LA it was probably like the Northland News or something. Like. The Northland News. Yeah. Go Bikes. Uh, <laughs> Oh, oh my god. That was like a the Linden local something. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so okay, so I alright. So I buy into that. I, I can see I can see what your um what your reasons are on Mo. But what about Delhi? What what like what how did that s- start? Um, it started the exact same way. I have to say I was very intrigued by his name. Matthew? No. <laughs> Bella Vadova. Oh, so much yeah. fun to say. And then when I found out his nickname was Deli, I was like, that is so cute. <laughs> I just can't help it. And then I saw him and I was like, wow, he's a really cute guy too. <laughs> so oh my god. It starts out with just little little crushes, I suppose, and and then I like I said, I like to watch them. But then I realized quickly that Deli is a very dirty player, but so how, it's okay. How did you feel about him going to the Bucks. I was sad. Because a, a part of me really hopes that you were just like, oh man, the Bucks are going to be good now. <laughs> no, I was just sad because he wasn't part of the Cavs anymore. Yeah. So, like, no. is it a stretch to say that you had with these thoughts, you had you had the same reaction towards Brandon when you met him? Like, was that just like, oh, Brandon's a cute name. Yep. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> actually. And then I saw him and was like, oh, he's a tall redhead. He's cute. <laughs> what a what a dreamboat. <laughs> oh, yeah. Currently standing taller than both those guys. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Brandon, no one makes any butts and not going to change. It's up for debate by, by multiple girlfriends and friends of this pod, but a lot of people think that Brandon is the most handsome member of this pod. And <laughs> it's hard being in his shadow. <laughs> one, because people think that, and two, because he's so tall that he I casts mean, a shadow. He's so, <laughs> he's so tall and has hair. <laughs> he's so tall and has hair. Shots. Shots. Can't compete. Oh, my God. Well, okay, so... Does anyone else have any thoughts here? I, you know, do you, I mean, there are lots of cute names in the NBA. There's a guy named Tabo. You like Tabo? That's pretty nice. That's a, yeah. <laughs> you could be a Tava Cephalosha fan. Oh, uh, yeah. You, I could. Uh, there's a guy named Boban. He is, he is taller oh, than Brandon. He is taller. <laughs> he, uh, Boban comes in at about nine foot three. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I'm intrigued by that name. I'm yes, going to have to do some research Bo- after this. Boban, Boban. Um, a lot of Nicolos. No, yeah, a lot of Ni- Nicola. Yeah, a lot of Nicola. Vucevic. Uh, Jokic. Jok- yeah. Jokic. We, we, didn't, we did not talk about her other, who's not a short guy. We actually brought it up last night. Do you I don't remember? Know if you remember? No, I do not. You Here's don't a, remember? No, I my third favorite player. I was pretty wild last night. Yeah. You have to remind me. Your third. <laughs> Kenneth Fareed. Oh, the man! <laughs> oh, my God. oh, and that was the reaction I had yes, to give yes, because I said, "Of course." <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! So yeah, Kenneth Fareed, the animal. Yeah, please explain that process too, so we can psychoanalyze. Probably the here. same, same I, process. I like his hair. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so and yeah, we got to actually so one of the I'm only act- games we went to. Who was what? I can't it was remember. Cavs in Denver. Um, I can't remember when we went to see him though. A couple of years ago. It was before LeBron came back, so it was oh, the Jerry Jack years. <laughs> I know it, it was Jerry. Yeah, and because they, I think they won. No, no, Denver won, but Luke Walton was the game. 
Uh, oh my god! Player gosh. of the game. <laughs> Did, was Dion there yet or no? Dion was there. So so okay. So this this squad was and Luke Walton, Jared. I don't know if Jared Jack was there yet. I think he was. He so and so had Jack Waiters, Walton, uh, Kyrie obviously, Kyrie, yeah. and I. I bet I'm trying to think. Did they? Did they have um? Oh my god. Oh, I'm trying to think of his name right now. That guy, essentially here's what I was gonna say. Like I want that Cavs lineup, uh, that Cavs, that specific Cavs roster on like a prayer candle. <laughs> like I want because <laughs> um, because there's like a lot of uh, there's a lot of of fun. Oh oh, uh, now I know. What was the guy that played for the Lakers? Bynum. Bynum was there. Man, yeah. can you can you imagine like sitting back in like two thousand and eight and being like. Here soon you're gonna struggle to remember Andrew Bynum because like everyone thought. <laughs> oh yeah, he was he, so good at that point with the yeah, Lakers. Yeah, yeah, and then like so yeah, so they brought Bynum and it's so funny because I started paying I, I started you know paying attention to Cavs basketball when they were gonna bring Bynum. I was like, whoa, that's a big deal, and all of Cleveland was freaking out, and then it just like <laughs> he played then, like know, a handful of games, and that was about it, and that was about it. But so. that was right right after he what was it was he traded to 76ers and he just I'm not gonna play. Yeah, like, I'm gonna go bowling instead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so that that Cavs lineup was great, but yeah. So as, as you know, with my with my non license in in therapy uh, or lack of <laughs> lack of knowledge, I, I I think that I'm gonna have to say that you have a thing for cuteness and hair, and yes. uh, <laughs> it probably has I'm something gonna... to do with with. I don't know. I, I, was gonna, I, was gonna, <laughs> I was gonna go with obviously you can't put Mo in this as much, but if you look at Delhi and the Manimal, they both have a lot of high energy mm-hmm. talent. Again, not super high in an NBA level, but the energy's there, the heart's there. Yeah, I mean, we like heart guys. Yeah, and that's that's yeah. great. Yes, the talent is not important for what Veronica <laughs> true. Yep. Very true. Yep. Sorry, Brandon. <laughs> <laughs> it, it makes everything everything with her with her favorite players and how it lines up with Brandon makes sense. Hair, adorable, the effort level. Like it, it makes sense. Like you carried this philosophy into your marriage. And I think that's why it's gonna work. And uh, I can agree fully. You know what? It might, it might thank just thank Mo. Thank Mo that you guys are together. And, uh, <laughs> I I hope this isn't too personal, but I wanna like get into like your marriage a little bit. And just, oh like, my god. Try to understand what happens when this married couple watches a game together. Cause I am assuming Brandon's there, chilled back, watching just like, oh that was a good pass. That was a good pass. And then, you know, they're about to break to commercial, and right before they break to commercial, they show who's in the starting lineup, <laughs> and that's when Veronica gets on edge of her seat, like, read the names quick. It won't be up long. It won't be up long. <laughs> and she's probably just like... Who's going to be cute this quarter? <laughs> who is, who is going who's to coming be off the bench now? Oh, boy. <laughs> What's their name again? Watching, like a, watching a Cavs game, like, ooh... Jose Calderon. Jose. Jose. This is the third. Jose Calderon has come up three times on this podcast. Yeah, yeah. And Jason Kidd. Yeah. yeah. This segment brought to you by Globy, Big Baller Brands, <laughs> Jason <laughs> Kidd, and Jose Calderon, our sponsors. Thank you, guys. <laughs> um, all right. Well, any, any final and closing thoughts before we leave? 
Well, I just want to say thanks again for having me. I had a lot of fun. And like I said, I got to learn a lot today. So I appreciate you guys having me. And even though I didn't really contribute a whole lot. No, you <laughs> did. You did. <laughs> I think we could learn well, we something. Had, we had both of you today. Yeah. Full family. Full family. <laughs> oh, yes. Congratulations to you guys <laughs> that, you. that this revelation came up on the pod. Yes. Oh, uh, man, the emotions just came back. <laughs> I'm going to end it here because I am emotionally confused again, and we hope to see you guys uh, sometime here soon. Thank you for listening to Hot Take It to the House. See you, bye.